guys, welcome back to Seeing 2020. Before we get started, don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and follow us on Instagram at seeing underscore 2020. We're so happy to have you here. Hi guys, welcome back to Seeing 2020. I'm Nicolette. I'm Alice. We are struggling with our internet today. <laughs> the technical difficulties are real today. So bear with us. Uh, we're going to actually change things up today. We're not going to have a specific topic that we talk about. Um, but the inspiration for this episode came from this game that I've seen on Instagram called We're Not Really Strangers. And it's a card game. I don't actually have it. And with shipping and everything, I know that the person who makes it lives in the States. So it would probably take a long time to get here. Uh, but that said, it looks like such a such a good game that I was like to Alice, maybe we play it um, and see how we go. Basically, the game is to get to know people better, uh, even when you know them already or if they're strangers. And if you go onto the Instagram page of We're Not Really Strangers, you can see that people have like used this on first dates via like video call or as a game night with their friends and family and i mean i would recommend ordering it i probably will at some point to be honest um because it's a good game i already played it one night with a friend and it was great but um we thought we would just ask each other a couple questions and we can all get to know each other a little better because even though we are all alone and separate at this time we can be alone together and get a little bit more connected was that a good wrap up? Yes. Yeah, awesome. I love that. <laughs> so about this. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go for the first question? All right. I, I will go for the first question. Okay. okay. I'm excited. My first question for you is. <laughs> oh, wait. Also, what... we should we should clarify the way we're playing without the actual game is that we've just looked up We're Not Really Strangers on Pinterest and then scrolled through and found a bunch of questions that we want to ask each other. So if you don't want to play, if like you can't get your hands on the game, that's the way you can play. Okay. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Continue. <laughs> okay. My question for you is, what is the hardest part about dating you? Oh my God. I saw this question. I was going to ask you the same one. I was like, no, I'll leave that. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. Hardest part about dating me. This is going to... This episode's going to get a bit intimate and juicy, isn't it? Um, yeah, starting uh, off strong. I, I really do regret uh, suggesting it already. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> hardest part about dating me would be, I mean, pr- pr- history would probably dictate up to this point that I haven't been dateable because I really haven't said yes. Um, mm. So I think the hardest part about dating me would be historically getting me to go on the date in the first place yes. um, <laughs> which is hilarious That's so true um, <laughs> but no yeah totally true um only really as i've said in many episodes before in the last i would say oh, jesus it's been like nine months now which is crazy um only really in the last nine months to a year have i really gone into the uh dating scene and dating yeah arena. no i yeah, the, yeah, it is an arena. It's a battlefield. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that I'm a lot more open to dating now, which is yes, highly ironic because we are all shut up in our homes. But um, mm-hmm. you never know. Uh, yeah, no, I think that the hardest part historically has definitely been that I just haven't said yes and haven't taken chances. And is getting enough, to date you? <laughs> yeah, the hardest part about dating me is getting to, to date me. Um, and funnily enough, one of my friends, Angela, hey, Ange, if you're listening, um, 
she, when we were in Greece, said to me last year, she was like, I just feel like you don't give people enough of a chance. And I remember at the time being like, oh, I give people, I do, I do too give people a chance. Um, <laughs> and it's funny looking back now being like, yeah, no, I, I really didn't. Cause I was just very much on my own trajectory, I think. But that was yeah. very eye opening. That whole trip was eye opening, but that like a few comments that Ange made actually, um, very insightful comments were very eye-opening to me as spe- mm. like specifically about dating so i would say that yeah cool <laughs> yeah. nice oh my goodness okay your question what would you never want to change about yourself oh um oh that's so interesting mm. thank you um i think um my my thoughtfulness Mm, 100% because um I think it's something that like I can also be quite um I can get quite anxious and be quite like a perfectionist and sometimes like definitely overthink like overthinking things is a problem for me um and while in the teacup a bit (laughs) I absolutely and while I want to change that sometimes I want to change the anxiety I want to change the overthinking mm. I don't want to change the thoughtfulness I love that answer. yeah mm. Mm. Hmm. thank you short yeah. and sweet very short and sweet I'll try and keep mine spicy and short like that so we can get through a lot more questions that's so fun though okay um when was the last time you felt lucky to be you um <laughs> Last time I felt lucky to be me. I feel like it's a weird daily occurrence um, where sometimes I'll be like, especially with the current situation, it'll be like, crap, this is so crappy for so many people. But then I do feel very lucky living where I live and the way that I live, just like kind of base level things, I guess, the foundational things. 100%. um, That mean I don't have to worry, so... On that mm. front, I do feel very lucky and grateful um, daily. But I think yeah. the last time I, like, felt, like, really felt like, man, I'm so lucky, um, was, oh, jeez. Um, I think probably the night of, um, like, Catherine's 21st, my, one of my friends, she had a 21st, and it was such a good night. I Like, the dancing, it was probably ah uh, and then liana's 21st lower all the 21st basically before lockdown there <laughs> so was parties, of, basically. <laughs> parties. yeah and, and it was just like i i don't know why but every time i go out and i have all these people that i'm around who i'm friends with and you know we all get to dance and have a really good time and like kind of let loose after you know working really hard or procrastinating really hard from work i just feel very lucky to have those friends and to be able to to do that i think because for the longest time while i've always you know, being very lucky in that I've had friends. Um, I think being able to go out, you know, on a whim and, and, you know, go for dinner, go for, you know, drinks and have a dance and all that stuff and, you know, call mm-hmm. people up at the last minute. That's always, um, that always makes me feel really lucky, especially now when we yeah. don't have that outlet, I guess, socially. So those yes. memories are really, are really great. Yeah, but it's interesting, going back to what you were saying before, I have found this whole experience a huge, like, reality check of, like, you know, count your blessings. Like, Mm. I've just realised I 
uh, you know, obviously this situation is not ideal for anyone, but I have so much security in my life yeah. Um, that so many people don't have. And I really, like, it's really made me think about that. Yeah. Mm, that's true. Even like the Valentine's Day, the Galentine's Day, sorry, um, day that we did that night was, I mean, we just went out and danced just us. Yeah. And it was like, I go back to that memory a lot too. I'm like, I remember that night. And I remember just being like, oh my God, this is so great. And like, how yeah. lucky am I to have these people? I think that was what, that's always my main one. Like, how lucky am I to yeah. have these people? Yeah. Yeah, for mm. sure. Alrighty, my question for you. I'm ready, I'm ready. What title would you give this chapter in your life? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> that's so interesting. Um, So, you know, and probably listeners also know that I do like to name my chapters. This mm-hmm. is a thing that I do like to do that um, good old Amy Young introduced me to. Yes. Um, and We've talked my... about this, I think, in episode one of the, like, the yeah, very we first did. episode. The very, very beginning. And, mm-hmm. and it's something that's really helped me. And this particular chapter actually does have an official title, which cool. is Exploration and Growth. Um, because I honestly have no idea what the fuck I'm doing at the moment. (laughs) Um, and I was, (laughs) and a lot of people are asking us at the moment what we're going to do when we finish uni in a year, when Mm. we, you know, whatever. And, um, I quit my, you know, I quit my, my law job. Uh, then I quit my hospital job and I've just, you know, I, I, I felt a bit directionless, um, mm. And then I decided that I was going to turn the direct directionlessness and the I don't know what I'm doing with my life around and treat it as like a no, I'm I've made an active decision to take some time to explore my options and to grow in myself um, and to not like rush into things that I don't want to do. So that's the official line. I love um, that. And <laughs> and I think. I've stayed pretty true to it. And I think it's interesting, actually, um, like, I mean, isolation and COVID and everything's turned, probably turned everyone's chapters around in a sense. Like a lot of people aren't doing what they thought they'd be doing right now. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not. But I think that that um, self-growth, self-exploration thread is still there. So I think that's still a pretty solid chapter title for me right now. I really love that. I think it is too. I thought when you first said exploration, I'm like, that's a little ironic, but it makes total sense, like internally to be exploring and figuring yeah. it all out. And doing just, just taking the time to like, you know, read things I want to be reading and write things mm. I want to be writing and, um, you, you know, like all, all those, all those nice things. Mm. That's a good, that's a good answer. I love that chapter title. Thank you. Do you have a chapter title at the moment? I do hang on it's pinned on my um my board so let me just take a look at it hang on uh yes i remember (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so the chapter right now is um trust yourself and prioritize self-integrity i love that which is very much in the thread um like in the vein of what we talked about in last in the last episode with um self-care and self-dependence and the difference between them and the fact self-care is like owning your decisions and um following through with what you want to do so yeah that that started at the beginning of march so it's been around for a month and a bit now Mm -hmm. um but yeah that 
that trusting myself is like listen to what you need basically and go from there which also is not like has come about in ways that I didn't expect because obviously in quarantine if I listen to what my wants are all the time I'm just going to end up watching Netflix and you know eating which is still what I'm doing um I eat all the time I'm my family's literally called me the ibis of the households <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah, no, Same. it's been an interesting change of chapter while not changing yeah. the title. Yeah, I think the way that you live it changes, but the intention doesn't change. Mm, this is true. Yeah. All right, I've got a juicy question for you. Oh, God, okay. What are you still trying to prove to yourself? Oh, okay, when I played this with Beck, um, hi, Beck, um, <laughs> I I got this question and I oh okay. yeah we both an- we both answered it the way we played was that whoever asked the question the other person would answer first and then the person who asked would also answer which was nice. very insightful um obviously we're pressed for time though but um no this question came up so I'll, I'll give the same answer mm-hmm. um which is yeah very juicy um and intimate but I think I was like I'm still trying to prove to myself that I'm that I am doing enough right now yeah. to get to where I want to be. And, like, I am enough personally to – how do I put this? Like, I have a vision for what I want my life to look like and who I want to be. Um, and I think I'm trying to prove to myself that I can – achieve that vision and that that vision is in fact my own not something that my parents have thrust on me or society has put on me Mm. so I'm trying to prove to myself that the the future that I want is in fact my own vision and I will be like I'm enough right now as I am like as a person but I'm also working towards it every day and yeah. I will get there. So that's what I'm trying to prove right now. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Mm. Um, as a as a little side note, um, sorry, I know we're I know we're not meant to be answering questions that we um that we ask, but um I had a really, really interesting conversation with um my friend Merla yesterday. Hey Merla, we're just doing all the shout outs today. I don't even know if she listens to this. Um but She'll listen anyway. Now. I shall listen now. Uh, we had a really, really, really interesting chat about um, boys that we've dated in the past to um, prove something to a like a younger version of ourselves. I don't know if that oh makes sense. Oh my god! Yes, that makes total sense. Yeah, like things that we've pursued with people with boys, like to to prove something to like the high school version of yourself or the you know the 18 year old version of yourself whatever and we worked out we both did it um and it's it's really interesting yeah um yeah no again when I played with Beck that a similar thread came up in that respect yeah. it was like it was very because obviously you learn from experience so it's very interesting looking at your actions now and seeing how much they're actually determined by you trying to avoid or go for something that you didn't avoid before um Mm -hmm. especially in terms of dating that's really interesting yeah 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 oh my gosh okay i have another question okay i'm ready okay what's the hardest lesson you've learned in love wow 
Mm. Wow. Um, oh, the hardest. Um, I think it's, these questions are hard because they really, you, you're like, oh, I want to think about this for two hours and give you like a really considered answer, but you don't get to do that. Mm. Um, if anything, they're really good writing prompts for anybody that wants to go and journal really with them. They really are, actually. Oh, my God. Let's let's buy this game for real because that's 100%. so true, actually. These would be mm-hmm. amazing morning journal prompts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, what is it, the hardest lesson you've learned in love? Yeah. I think um, that I've learned that <laughs> relationships are, like, well, love is all about, like, you know, accepting the entirety of the other person and loving every part of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that to to be in love, that requires you to kind of do the same thing for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, it, it's kind of this this interesting challenge in, like, in order to, like, really... To, to really be in love, I think that you have to accept all of your own shit and all of the other person's shit and love love all of it. Um, and I think that that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, especially when, I mean, you hear it all the time that people are like, if you don't love yourself first, you can't love somebody else. Um, Which I don't think that's true. I don't like that. I don't know if I like that either because we're constantly growing and there are parts of yourself that you are probably not going to like and want to change and are working on constantly. I think you have to respect yourself Mm. um, and you have to have maybe self-compassion, but I don't like the sentiment behind that because, and and I, I get the point is that you can't rely on somebody else to love you and for that to be your the foundations of your self-worth like I, I understand that but I also think that um that like you know exactly what I said is a hard lesson I think is also a beautiful thing that you um you learn to love everything about the other person and everything about yourself in the relationship like it's you grow mutually in that um it's you know it's not you don't, you don't have to come into a relationship like a perfect, like, like the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? Like you want yeah. the other person to bring that out in you. And also when, in, in what other part of your life would you ever go into it, you know, fully ready anyway? Like you don't go into a exactly. job being like, I can be the CEO. Like, yeah. it's just not, no, you can't. I mean, unless you're starting yeah. your own business. Different story. But even then you're starting at the bottom. Like it's just... Yeah, totally. You can't. And I fully. think I think things that I like, you know, I've only been in love once. Um and I'm you know, I'm still in love with that person now. Mm-hmm. Um but um I think things that I've had in the past it it's been very much me um molding myself to be what the other person what I think the other person wants me to be. Mm. And I think that to actually have an authentic love you need to you, you need to let go of that and be like no nah, I'm I have to be myself in this and I have to be the parts of myself that I like and the parts of myself that I don't and that is so interesting and that's it's a hard thing to do yeah <laughs> that's why it's scary 
I feel like I'm, I know I'm, it's not my question. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no I feel like, I feel like I'm the opposite in that I've always been the person, like I have a really great like support network and, and, you know, family and friends. Um, but having never been in love slash being, mm. never been in a relationship, um, I've always been the person who's very, and also having always been going back to the first question, having always been the person who's like kind of said no and, and not not rejected love but just kind of being like I don't know not fully like it's not time yet no this isn't right like yeah. I've always been that person so I've always been the person who's giving my own self-love so I think I'm the opposite of you in that I was always the one who's like oh I don't need somebody else to give it to me which in in and of itself means that you lose out because you don't get to be vulnerable with somebody and you don't get to know another person and, and yeah appreciate them fully and have that love like you can't love yourself like somebody else could love you, I think is what I'm trying to say. You need both. I think you need – well, no, yeah. you don't need both. You don't need love from somebody else. But No. Like, you know what I'm saying. They, like, you they can't... give you different things. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And having love from another person if you don't have love or at least acceptance and compassion for yourself mm. is not going to serve you very no. well. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think also it is quite like, I, I think we're actually kind of similar, even though, you know, yeah, you were, I don't know. I, I did feel like I had to mold myself or not mold myself, but like kind of put on a front of being somebody different in, you know, in certain other kind of relate, not relationships, but situationships or whatever you want to call them mm. with guys. But I think a big part of that was also just a fear of letting somebody see me like yeah totally yeah because to be that vulnerable with somebody else is insane it's terrifying yeah yeah I think I've really only reached that level with some of my friends now in my life like I I can guarantee you that primary school and high school friends do not know me as well as for instance you do completely completely and I think that that's the thing if you're gonna actually show somebody who you are you need to have a level of like I am gonna be okay like you know I am okay with myself like I'm you know like you because because if you get rejected that's gonna hurt if you show someone Mm. who you are and they reject you that's gonna really really fucking hurt like and so there's a bravery that comes in in showing that to somebody and being like, look, I'm taking a risk here. And mm. I don't know. I'm just blabbing now. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm on board with this blab. This is great. Because if you don't yeah. have the self-acceptance to begin with, when you take that knockback, if they reject you, you're not going to be able to stand back up or stand up as quickly as you could have or as, as strongly as you could have if you had had it. Um, yeah. And I think that it's also just kind of like, having the bravery in the first place to put yourself out there is something that I really respect in people. And I think actually I, I only fell in love for the first time when I went into something with the attitude of, you know what? I'm okay because I'm okay. Not because this person is going to tell me I'm okay. Yeah. That's very like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a whole, whole lot of therapy informing what I'm saying (laughs) right now, but um, but but I think it's true. I think it was the first time that I met somebody and I was like, you know what, whether this works out or not, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, best um, attitude. And that's when and that's when 
magical things happen. So, okay, this is similar to a question that you asked me before, mm-hmm. but slightly different. What's your favorite part of yourself that isn't physical? Oh, okay. Love this question. Um, I really, I really love how easy other people find it to talk to me about things that they might not necessarily talk about with someone they just met usually or with a friend I I like that people trust me um with those vulnerable parts of themselves and I don't really know why the people do but I think people do and they trust me not to say anything and give them you know honest advice and I, I like that people um I like that people can trust me, that I'm I'm a trustworthy kind of person, that I'm quite honest. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say, I think that you, um, I think people automatically see authenticity in you. Oh, like, you. and that's like, and that makes you, that makes people more willing to like confide in you and to have those genuine conversations with you, I think. Mm, genuine conversations yeah. are freaking great. So the fact that I want to have them and people are willing to is just kind of, I know something that I'm really grateful that people want to do with me. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty. I have another question. I don't know how much, how many questions we're going to go through, but I have two good ones. You know what? I'm going to go with, with this one. No, it's too, no, it's too related. Um, okay. Who in your life can you be your most vulnerable with? Who? My mom. Hmm. Yeah, my mum. And I think that is because we're so similar. Yeah. So a lot of our vulnerabilities, we both, like it's a a real blessing actually, like we both really um, understand in the other, in in the other. Yeah. Mm, That's really beautiful to have that kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the upside of, well, not the upside, obviously, it's all wonderful, but, like, um, obviously everyone has things that – everyone's similar to their parents in ways that they love and in ways that they don't love. Mm. But I think it's there's something really beautiful, even the things that you have that, like, you know, me and my mum share things that, that are, like, painful sometimes, but having, like, you know, being in a place where we can understand that in the other person – and be really vulnerable about it, I think is really, really special. Yeah, that definitely is. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yay. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm also really lucky. I've got a lot of people in my life that I can, can be really vulnerable and honest with. Like, I've got a great relationship with my dad, too. I have a beautiful relationship with my boyfriend, with my friends. Like, I'm really lucky in that mm. I'm, I have no shortage of people to be vulnerable with. Yeah, that's, oh, I love that. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I think, sorry, I'm going to say something odd and go off on a tangent again. But Mm -hmm. I I was just thinking, I actually think it's when I have had, when I felt the most isolated and the less able to talk to people about my vulnerabilities that I felt the most vulnerable in myself. Oh, like, I would say right now in my life, I'm the most open with the, the biggest number of people. Like, I can, you know, I'm much more comfortable being vulnerable with a lot of my friends and a lot of people. And, I'm, and I, do, I don't feel vulnerable in any negative sense. You know what I mean? Like, 
but when I think back to two years ago when I was very closed off about a, a lot of things I was going through and a lot of my feelings and there were a very select group of people I could be vulnerable with and even then it was quite censored I felt much more painfully vulnerable then yeah mm. anyway no I, I vibe with that too because I feel like yeah now I feel like I have a lot of people that I can be very vulnerable with in a good way um yeah whereas before I don't even know if I let myself feel vulnerable before I just kind of put up that front and that wall which was like made of steel like I have no vulnerabilities <laughs> um and maybe pretended that they weren't there which was not good and not healthy I wonder I wonder is it like a chicken and the egg situation like does the does the being vulnerable with other people come first or does the the feeling stronger so therefore being vulnerable with people come first Oh, yeah, chicken and egg, you cannot determine. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Hmm, interesting. Mm. Um, okay, I have a last question for you just because I want to know. <laughs> oh, God, okay. Um, what was your first impression of me? <laughs> oh, my God, as if you don't know. I think we've talked about it. Maybe we haven't. First impression. Okay, so we met at law camp in first year uni, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, we did not. We met what? at the peer, at the peer, like, what's it called? The thing, the mentor thing, like a week before in like the first week of uni. The peer. But you don't remember me. The thing where like the people from like the year above in law school, like met us at, at the cafe and like. At taste? You, yeah. I was in that group. Is that because you had the last name starting with P as well? Yeah. Probably. I do not remember you from that. I remember you. Your first impression, like when you made a massive impression, was at law camp and you were dressed as Supergirl. <laughs> and I thought you were one of the mentors that had come on the trip because you were like so your own person and dancing on your own and like with me and like, oh my God, she, I was like, oh my God, one of the mentors is dancing with me. Like one of these amazing people who like has done, oh my like God, you yeah. were just all maturity and freaking like you were super girl. That's all I thought. I was like oh, this, oh my God, who is she? Why is she gracing me with her presence? That's what I thought. So while that That's was the so first funny. time we met, that was when I like my soul met you basically. <laughs> and I was like oh, oh impression like you yeah you impressed yourself upon me and I was like wow who is she um you know what is so funny about that so I and it just shows how people's experiences of each other can be so different because I remember you so distinctly from that like mentor lunch thing or whatever and I remember thinking wow that girl's so beautiful and so confident like I wonder if like she'll want to be friends with me kind of thing and like oh kind of God. trying to talk to you and it just not really panning out and being like okay that's fine and then turning up at law camp and like pretending to be really confident when I was feeling like a mouse inside and then dancing dancing with you and and I met I hey Irene I met Irene and Irene and I became good friends that night too but um dancing with you guys and then and this makes sense now that you thought I was, like, one of the people in the year above because then I was dancing with you guys. I thought we were all having so much fun. And then you guys were off in a cabin together and you just go, 
bye, thanks for the dancing, and, like, leave. And I was like, they don't want to be friends with me. I was like, she doesn't want to be friends, but I have to be, like, really nice because, obviously, she's in an older grade and, like, she's taking care of us. Legit what I thought. That's so funny. That's so funny. That's really flattering, though. That is so funny that that's where we started. Also, I had met Irene on that trip as well, and... I was like, oh, well, we're like me, measly little first years. What is this older, like gorgeous, freaking confident dancing woman going to want to do with us? That was my like interpretation. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Well, I did a good job of pretending to be confident. Well, I, same for me, apparently, with the first one, because I had no idea what I was doing. I don't even remember that day. That was like yeah, blanked because... from my mind. Because you've got such a look, like, because you're like, like, you know, there's a reason I call you a Greek goddess, because you're like, because <laughs> she's Greek, hot, but, <laughs> and and Greek and amazing, but also you like, you know, you've got your like, perfect ponytail and your sunglasses and your hand, like, you just you just have a you have a vibe, Nicolette. <laughs> this is it's hilarious. a good one. That's it's a so good funny, vibe because I feel like I don't have like a lot of hair. So whenever I put it in a ponytail, I'm like, oh, I just have like a freaking rat's tail coming out. Of the back no, of my you look head. so put together. You look oh. so put together. Yeah, that's good to know. See, this is just like this is the point of this game. I think is to really get to the core of like what was going on <laughs> with different parts of you at, at different times in your life, and like I don't know, getting obviously vulnerable and like breaking down some walls, and also having a bit of a laugh. This is great. I love this game. Let's do this all the time. We should do this all the time. Actually, I don't know when we're going to next record, but if you guys want a live stream version of this or just a live stream episode, we should we should do that. I don't know how we're going to Yeah, get, or get if, you if you guys you see any of these cards that you think are really fun that you would like us to answer or something like that, you could also send those through. Yes, that's a good... Yeah, let's do that. Your one's better. <laughs> no, 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 both. We combine these. Yeah, let's let's get them. If you guys have questions that you find and you want um, us to answer them, send them through. But if you have your own questions that you want us to answer, a bit of a Q&A, send them through too. Oh, yes. Have we made it as podcasters if we do a successful Q&A? I think so. I think that's is the that benchmark. Is that the marker? Yeah. <laughs> that is the yardstick. All right, well, we'll let you guys get back to your very busy, um, busy ISO schedules. Mm. It, um, this has been a good episode, I think. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks for tuning in and having a little break from from all the seriousness with us. Yeah, hope you guys are doing okay with everything. 